0: Power Project crew, welcome to today's show, and what an incredible show we have for you guys today. This episode was recorded on April 24th, and it is with the current Deadlift World Record holder, Eddie Hall. Now, this episode was recorded the very next morning after we recorded the episode with Thor Bjornson, who, of course, is set to try to he's going to attempt to break eddie's uh, world record and um although it's not a direct response video we were able to get some of thor's thoughts and then ask eddie what his thoughts were on those thoughts and um we were seriously taken back at how uh i'll say passionate eddie was he said some very inflammatory things towards thor that nobody expected but i mean he gives really good reason for it and i know a lot of people are are being negative towards Eddie saying that he's complaining a lot but if you can look through some of the more volatile things that he's saying and really you you can get an understanding of why he takes this so serious and why he doesn't feel that half Thor's world record attempt should not count as an official world record although this episode can stand on its own you really do need to go back and listen to the previous episode so you can hear Thor's side and then you can get Eddie's side and really just kind of take all that information in and formulate your own opinion on who who you think is in the right and who's in the wrong. Or you can be like us and just be like, damn, can't we all just get along? We, we love both guys so much. We understand where both are coming from and uh you know it's just really interesting that this lockdown has caused quite a unique situation that has caused so much controversy within the strongman community um one thing that nobody can argue though is that this is huge for the sport and it's going to get a ton of eyes on the sport that normally wouldn't be so in that aspect i guess everybody does win i'm going to get out of your guys' way because this like i said man he came out so hot uh eddie was on fire on this episode so i want to get to it as soon as possible so real quick if you guys haven't already ready please take advantage of markbell.com markbell.com is where Mark Bell posts his daily workouts every single day a brand new workout comes out so if you are without a gym if you are without a home gym um, there's a huge emphasis on body weight movements slingshot movements hip circle movements all right now at markbell.com and you can gain access to the entire website for absolutely free all you have to do is register and you'll gain access to the entire website for 30 days again that's at markbell.com and right now we are still giving away 20% off the home workout kit that includes a uh, slingshot of your choice and a hip circle of your choice over at MarkBellSlingShot.com. Again, any hip circle, any slingshot, add both of those to your cart and you'll receive 20% off at checkout. Thank you again, everybody, for checking out this episode. Uh, again, if you missed it, uh, please go back and check out the previous episode with Half Thor so you get the whole spectrum of what's going on here. And if you guys like what you're hearing, uh, please reach out to Eddie Hall. His Instagram will be down in the YouTube description and iTunes show notes. And reach out to us at PowerPro on Instagram at mb power project on TikTok and Twitter. Let us know what you guys think. And ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this show with Eddie Hall. We're live. Hello. Uh-huh. Oh, is that me? That's you. That's oh you. My God, I sound handsome. Yeah. If you can, can you sound handsome? You can. In SEMA, definitely. Even somebody yesterday on the live stream was like, "Why is he using his bedroom voice?" It's not my bedroom voice. It's my voice. That's what I said. It's his handsome voice. My bad. <laughs>
1: I'll talk like this the whole time <laughs> No, no. Kind of sound a little bit like Mike Tyson right there <laughs> no, no no, no, it doesn't um,
2: Anyway you guys saw me doing the uh, The freaking hundred days of uh, Carnivore you know mm-hmm. And uh, Trying to stick to that plan and stick to that diet And it's We all know how, how tough it can be to stick to a plan And stick to a diet But um, I was cheating the whole time The whole time? The entire time. Dude.
0: Yeah. I know. Performance enhancements?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I was using Perfect Keto.
0: Oh, my gosh. I know. Everyone heard it here first. I I shouldn't be saying this on
2: the air, but. You shouldn't, and we're live, so there's no going back. I know. But, you know, using collagen protein, you know, just having something at night that has different taste than meat all the time was uh is, is a huge relief mm-hmm. and then even uh you know first thing in the morning i'd look forward to throwing it in my coffee and stuff like that yeah. so
0: I, I know like we recommend people get like snacks and that sort of thing out but something like this and seem like, like would you say somebody can have this and not really feel guilty about it the calls of protein mcts and stuff yeah
1: if i'm being real those cookies are good right if you're not responsible, be careful. <laughs> I'm just going to be real because I'm yeah. not the most responsible guy. Yeah, well, the same thing that. will happen
2: to you with uh, the bars and stuff that Perfect Keto makes that would happen with like junk food. You're just you're probably going to eat too much of it. If you can eat it responsibly, mm-hmm. then you're in the driver's seat.
0: You're in a good <laughs> yeah. position. That makes sense. Well, guys, for more information, you guys really got to head over to Perfect slash power twenty five at checkout. Enter promo code power project for twenty five percent off and free shipping on any orders of ninety nine dollars or more we use the mct oil powder as often as possible the uh, nootropic is second to none it's an amazing product uh, really everything on that website is amazing they don't, they don't use any artificial sweeteners um, it really the, the absolute best way to get into a low carb or uh, ketogenic diet is with perfect keto so please head over to perfect slash power 25
2: They even have the keto sticks that you can pee on to check to see if you're uh, in ketosis you and then you send it back sticks. to them and they tell you if you're yeah. <laughs> They're like, You're off the team. You didn't make it. Yeah, don't send Perfect Keto your urine stick. <laughs> oh
0: no. Anyway.
2: We got Eddie Hall on the podcast today. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday we talked to the mountain. Today we're talking to the beast. Sheesh. No one's talking about them right now. No. No, no one's talking about them. <laughs> you know, Eddie Hall, um, you know, world's strongest man, uh, Champion and also, you know, the current world record holder in the deadlift of the 500 kg deadlift. And so we're going to be going to talk to him today about um, some of the controversy surrounding uh, this event that is uh, that that is set up for Thor, or at least it appears that way. Um, but most of the controversy has kind of come from Eddie Hall. A lot of that has come from his side and it'd be great to get his take on it because we have, uh, you know, we're not like buds with Eddie hall. We're not like best friends with him or nothing, but from our interaction with him, he's super cool. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a real genuine guy. He seems really, he seems, I, he seems very competitive obviously, but, uh, he's certainly doesn't seem like an asshole in in any way. And, uh, when I saw his post about what was happening and I, I saw his kind of frustration with Thor and, and, and the situation that's going on, I was kind of taken back by it. Cause I was like, I, I kind of, I think I know him. I think I know him well enough to, you know, for this to be a little odd, you know, that it was uh, so frustrating to him. But then I thought about it more and I was like, well, he, you know, this is a body of work for him. He's been lifting his whole life and he went after that, 1100 pound deadlift with everything that he had and so uh you know it makes some sense that he'd be frustrated that it's not going to be maybe under the same set of
1: circumstances that he had to go through yeah and then also it's like that 1100 pound deadlift (laughs) the amount of time like he took to prepare for it and everything that was happening that year the competitions etc again like we couldn't have predicted COVID 19 or coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. But it's like his situation was more specific. You know, it wasn't in his garage or wherever. He had to do it in competition with other lifters. That seems to be one of the biggest things and one of the biggest, I guess, fires for a lot of these strongmen saying, this can't necessarily be an official world record. And you can understand it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of comments yesterday of everyone just saying, like, it's it, it will break the record, but it's still going to be like, uh, you know, a PB, as you know, everyone <laughs> across the pond player. says. You know, yeah, it'll be a gym, you know, a uh, personal best. It'll be a PR. It won't really... A lot of people said they wouldn't see it as an official world record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think it's going to to me personally, it doesn't matter, but I understand purists and people who, you know, are big fans of the sport or again, somebody like Eddie would be like, no, it's gotta be done like in the, in the right setting, a real legit setting.
1: I feel like Eddie's definitely going to have like, he's going to have more reasons as to like why this is going to be legit. Other than that, like just other things we haven't thought about. Cause there, I feel like there's a lot of factors in all of this that, I mean, we, we just might not know, you know? So, who knows, but... Yeah, they travel be. the same
2: circles and they're in, in the same, like, circuit all the time and, and uh, yeah, maybe they just... Maybe they get frustrated with each other. I mean, it makes sense, right? They're going to get frustrated with each other.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. And, you uh, know, it'll be interesting, you know, after talking to Thor and hearing some of his thoughts and, um, you know, he really feels like he's going to break the record and so I think, you know, asking Eddie Hall, like, you know, now it appears that Thor is going to, you know, really be going after this you know at this event like do you think that he'll break it that would be kind of an interesting because you know it's not broken yet and it's it is an all-time world record and the stars have to align for that to happen so yeah. it'd be interesting to, to kind of hear his thoughts on that
0: i think he said he was like 60 40 right
1: yeah in the yeah. video he made with brian mm-hmm. he uh he said is a 60 40 40 chance that four will get it 60 percent chance he won't mm-hmm. um yeah so
2: I mean, we'll see. It's kind of a good prediction because, yeah, it just depends on how you feel for the day. Like if something's off, if your training was, uh, you know, you're not always super accurate with your training. You try the best you can. And then sometimes you have to uh, look back at your training and say, "Ah, I kind of probably missed it because I went too heavy, too close to the competition or I didn't train long enough. I didn't train up to the competition enough or whatever it might be. Yeah.
0: Uh, do you remember like any big precautions that you took when you were like getting ready for one of the powerlifting meets? So we. Um-
2: yeah, one of the major things is just to not hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's not a good thing to have in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, you know, that's a terrible thing to have in your head. Um, you, you because you 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 want to train as if everything was normal, but you kind of can't. You know, the the worst thing you can do is hurt yourself a couple days before the competition. <laughs> There he is. Hello. Right. Hey. What's up, Eddie? Hey,
3: guys. You okay? There we go. Yep. We're good, man. Good. How are you? Yeah, good, man. I've literally just a second walked out the gym, so I'm absolutely dripping my sweat. There you go. <laughs> right. I am all go. I've got my stand here.
2: A lot of... Uh, you've been doing a lot of bodyweight exercises since you've been <laughs> under quarantine.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been doing uh, my bodyweight Pilates and all that. <laughs> oh. um, no, I've got I've got an all right home gym. I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's uh, you know squat, deadlift, um, overhead stuff. Got all the dumbbells and bands, and I'm I'm managing quite well.
2: You know, when we saw you that, at Luke? when we when we saw you at the Arnold, yeah, that's good, that's perfect. When we saw you at, when you saw you, saw you out the Arnold. Um, you know, it was a really weird feeling there. Like it was the whole thing was shut down and it's just uh, something that we never seen before. We're not used to that kind of thing. And I think looking back at the moment, we're like, we didn't really maybe fully embrace or fully understand why it was shut down um but now looking back now we kind of you know get, get a better uh idea of of what was going on there how have you yeah, been dealing now,
3: now, now we're looking back and see what fucking idiots we were <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that could have, it could have been very dangerous for all of us to uh oh, yeah. be me- be meeting there anyway sure. uh you know you 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 still have the uh, all-time deadlift record the 500 kg deadlift and we're aware that uh, Hapthor is going to be going for it coming up shortly and we thought yeah. we saw that you took uh, exception to that because uh, he's not doing it under specific circumstances um, what's your vantage point on this and 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 uh, why is it uh, disturbing to you
3: Um well there's a few, I mean there's a few things I mean, let's take for one example when I I attempted the world record log press in, I believe it was 2018, with a snapped ankle. And I remember I I was like that close, I mean that close to locking that log out. And I thought to myself, I I could try this again in a couple of weeks. So, you know, I'm ringing the promoters up, can we do this again? And they're just like, no, like, sorry, you just have to wait your turn. We can't just set an event up just for you just so you can break a world record, you have to wait till it's in a competition with other athletes and you have to get it done. And I was like, oh, God damn it. It's like, I could like, can't we just set a venue up and, you know, you referee it and we'll get, you know, we'll weigh the log, it'll be official. And they're like, Ed, you just, you can't do that, mate. That's just unfair to the other athletes. And this is exactly the same scenario. Well, you know, it's horrible circumstances, of course, you know, and, and of course it's not four's fault, but there's one example where I've been told no, because it's not under competition rules, that I can't go for a world record log press. But yet, yeah, four wants to do it. for has asked for this. And then, you know, Wasser provided a platform for him, you know, in his home gym, I believe, getting his all his pals there, Magnus for Magnuson. And I think my, my main sort of discrepancy with this is, and, and hear me out here Will Strongest Man 2017 four brought a discrepancy up there saying he was robbed and that the referees were corrupt and they took away the, you know they took away the advantage for him to win that same referee that same referee is now refereeing his deadlift so how can a referee that by his words is corrupt now all of a sudden be a good referee to re- referee his deadlift and that's what's pissing me off the most is he's so hypocritical. It's like, oh, refere- for Magnusson's corrupt, he took away my win, he disallowed that rep on purpose, and now, fast forward three years later, Magnus Magnusson, my friend, <laughs> come and referee my deadlift, I love you. And that's what I can't stand about it all. It's just, it's disgusting. And I'm, I'm really shocked. I mean, for Magnuson in my eyes, is an amazing referee, a good friend of mine, I wouldn't mock him in the slightest. But, that just takes the piss. How do? How can Mag- Magnus for Magnuson turn up to that event, knowing full well that four has called him a corrupt referee, and and judges deadlift for, for him, for nobody else, for four. And I just think it's disgusting. So that that there's, there's one or two key points that I just like to sort of lay on the table straight away.
0: Yeah. I mean, Eddie, is there anything that Thor or just the organization or anything that would be able to um, do something to legitimize this lift to where you would say, okay, I I, I will accept that this is an actual, uh, you know, uh, official record attempt.
3: Um, It's tough. I mean, I'm looking at the, you know, obviously I've seen Thor's training videos and even little things like the bar, you, you compare his bar to my bar, his bar is bending a lot more than what, what mine did with the 500 kilo. It looks a lot longer. It looks as though the weights leave the floor a bit later. And this is what I said in the first instance, is that it's his sponsors, Rogue, sponsoring the event. It's Rogue's equipment, Rogue's, Rogue's weights, Rogue's bars, Rogue's platform, Rogue's collars. And it, to me, it, it's almost as if, right, you know, imagine Rogue, and imagine, again like Rogue, an amazing outfit. But if it was my, if I was head of Rogue, and I've got my like one of my athletes here, who's going to give us a load of exposure, you know, they're going to give him the, you know, a, 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 I wouldn't say a dodgy bar, but a bar that's best suited to get this lift done. And the bar I did it on was evidently, and you can, I'm not just saying this. Compare the two; mine was a lot stiffer. The weights didn't leave us. The floor is as, as late as four. And it's just little things like that. And this is why I say it's not to be done in competition. So other athletes can say, well, hang on a minute, that bar isn't right. And the other, you know, the other organisations can say, no, that isn't correct. And it just, and I've said from day one, it just doesn't feel right. And here's the scenario for you, right? So let's rewind four years. Let's say we had a, a, a Corona, sorry, I don't mean to say that word, you have to bleep it out. Um, <laughs> let's say we had a a situation like this four years ago and I said to the world, right, I'm going to pull 500 kilo in my gym. I'm going to get Colin Bryce up to to referee my plates, my platform, everything else. Every single person on the planet would have said bullshit. There's no doubt in my mind, every single person would have said bullshit. So why is it different for four?
2: Right. now, I, I agree with that. That actually makes a lot of sense. And I think that, uh, you know, people have done this in the past, especially when it comes to powerlifting. You know, um, I've competed in my own gym. And, you know, as soon as I competed in my own gym, like, you know, people were up in arms about it. And, you know, it definitely, I had to kind of stop doing that because it was something that... I recognize the pressure that I put on the people that are judging it too, because it's like, yeah. and I wasn't trying to do that, but it was just, you know, it was like, Hey, this is convenient for me. I, this is in my own gym. This is great. And I did that, you know, a, a bunch of times. And then after a while I was like, I probably, I probably should stop doing that. You know, when I, now that I'm a, now that I'm a professional and people are kind of looking at it differently. Um, but then I also got to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't really care what people say. I'm just going to kind of continue you know, to, to, to yeah. do things my own way. But, um, it is a strange thing because, uh, you know, the, the circumstances that we're in right now are, you know, they're, they're just so different. And I'm thinking like, uh, these guys probably drummed up the idea of like, Hey, this is going to be good because people will be tuning in. People will be watching. And so I mm. think from that perspective, I think it's amazing. Uh, do you think it's healthy for the sport in general?
3: Hundred percent. I think what Wuss is doing is absolutely amazing. It's fantastic. It's giving a platform for people to showcase what they can do behind the scenes, and it's giving us entertainment. And I've always said, from well, I've, I've, said, I've said it all along. You know what Wuss is doing is amazing, but to call them world records is and to top Trump other people. I mean, I, there's been a few instances where I've done world records in the gym, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't face face the facts of saying to the public, this is a world record because I said it is, I've weighed the plates and my mate gave me a down signal, I wouldn't in a million years dream of doing that. Not in a million years, but if if people want to see me do a, a 230 kilo log in the gym or a 501 kilo deadlift, I'd do it for their satisfaction, for their entertainment. But to have the, the cheek and nerve to call it a world record <laughs> is is pretty disgusting. It, and let, right and this is what this is a rumor I've heard that for once four has done this deadlift, he is retiring from strongman. Uh And so, so basically the guy's going to put the sport, put the sport on into that Pandora's box, open up a load of doors where loads of athletes are then going to say, Oh, well, I just pulled a world world record in the gym. I might give me a down signal. It counts because four did it. Four is going to open that box for the sport of strongman, fuck the sport of strongman up and then retire. And he'll be on his way, making his millions. I can guarantee you, that twat is going to retire as soon as this deadlift is done. It's almost as if he wants to get one up on me because of all the feud we've had. He wants to get this one up on me before he retires. And then he's done. It's pussy talk. And he's a pussy.
2: How, has this, uh, this situation, has this kind of, uh, you know, escalated, you know, you to you like talk outwardly about him more? Because I, you know, as long as I've known you, um, I haven't seen you really say anything bad about anybody. Um, yeah, usually you just kind of like usually you kind of just glaze over it and you might mention something in passing that's like fun or funny but I haven't really yeah. known you to like to try to like you know down anybody else so has this has this been like the boiling point where you're like you know what fuck it man I just need to let people know how I feel about this
3: pretty much yeah I think I, th- I mean like I, I mean four started this first and foremost saying I was a dishonest uh, unsportsmanlike person and I was like well hang on a minute let, let's rewind to two, Will Strongest Man 2017. Who is the unsportsman person here? I think it's more than likely you. And yeah, I'm just like sod it. You know, th- th- it needs to come out now. What happened at Will Strongest Man two, seven, 2017 needs to come out because he's he had he had his little say. He put his dark cloud over my win, and then he's just shut up about it and he's got away with it. How can you how can you call a whole organization Will Strongest Man corrupt, but then yet go and win the Will Strongest Man title? and make your living off the back of it. It's just, it's beyond me. How can you throw shade at a sport that made you? It's ridiculous. I and mean, he he's calling out for that. And, I mean, he started off with the Magnus for Magnuson with the referee on the Viking press, which was even Magnus for Magnuson himself, himself told for to shut the fuck up, right? And then he goes on from that and he changes his story. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. The Viking press was fine. What I mean now is, is that the events were hand-picked for Eddie and they took stuff out of the competition for Eddie. And let me tell you about a conversation we had at Europe's Strongest Man 2018, because I pulled four to one side at Europe's 2018. And I said, I said look, buddy, I said, he said well, t- well done to me that day. And I said, four, you can stick your well done, well done up your fucking arse because you don't mean it. I said, because you haven't apologised for what you said. And he wouldn't apologise for what he said. And, it's, you know, we spoke about the Viking press and he said, you know, he admitted that Magnus Hermannson was right. And yeah, he shouldn't have said anything about the Viking press. But then he said that the events were handpicked for me. I said, okay, then four, I said, I'm going to call you bluff here. If you were to pick the events, what events would you pick? What would you take out and what would you put in? He says, oh, right. Okay. I would have took out the tyre flip and I'd have put a yoke in. I said, okay, yeah, that's good. Okay, fine. Can I just remind you that five weeks before Will's Strongest Man, I beat you at the car walk, so I beat you at Uh, uh, yoke. Fucking crickets, (laughs) absolute crickets. And then he said about the the drag was taken out of the tyre flip, so it was meant to be a tyre flip and drag for the first event. And he accused the organisation of taking the drag out for my benefit. Now, the real story is the drag was such a disaster in the heat i.e. there was three lanes, and lane one always won. So there's one lane evidently easier than the other two lanes. They took it out for that reason. Now, imagine this. So imagine if he left the drag in and four got lane three, the hardest lane. Do you think you would have cried then? I think you would have. And then it just goes on and on. Um, what else was it, he said? There was a squat and a, and a deadlift in there put in for me. Fuck me. It's Will's strongest man to find out who the strongest man in the world is. You know what I mean? It's like, let's, let's see who is the fucking strongest. Let's see who can squat the most. Let's see who can deadlift the most. If you can't win those events, then you're evidently not the world's strongest man, are you? And there was all this politics about brakes on a plane. Um, it, just, it can go on and on and on. They said the platforms were made to my height. We could go the other way and say, if the platforms were the normal height, I could say, well, that's favoring four. What about the little guys? He's got no arguments. Everything that he's come out with and said, I've got an answer for. And it's the same old shit. (laughs) He doesn't know what to say. Because he's full of shit. He's full of shit.
1: Let me ask you this, Eddie, because when we were talking to Thor yesterday, he was mentioning how um, he did mention the 2017 World Strongest Man, but he was also talking about how as far as the way they run things is concerned, he said that they don't really run things for the athletes, that they um, sometimes certain athletes know certain events before other athletes. Is this something that's legitimate in your opinion? Like, do you feel that they don't put the athletes first also, or do you feel that that is totally wrong and it's not legitimate? No,
3: I, I would... Uh... I would completely agree with that. And I would say that four has got Pels in the equipment team at Will's strongest man and Will strongest man, 2018. He got the events well before anybody else. So I can agree with what four has just said and that he got the events before anybody else. So I can agree with that. Um, the events are handpicked by the TV stations, nobody else. And there's people that can back that up. And I spoke to, I mean, Colin Bryce, bless his soul was you know thrown under the bus during all this. It was all put on him. And I spoke to in, I was like, who picks the events? How can people say this? And it's the TV guys, CBS, and, and the and the UK TV. They pick the events for what looks good for the television. That's it. It's it's a it's a it's a voted system. They all get in a room and they say, right, what events are we doing this year? And they don't sit there and go, I know, let's make four win this year. Let's do this, this and this. It's just what looks good on TV. And the, fa- I mean, people saying people getting events before anybody else, that's BS. I can tell you now, before World's Strongest Man, I was training on a whippy bar doing my squats leading into Will Strongest Man 2017 two weeks before they announced it was on a bloody axle. Mm-hmm. So to say I knew the events, you can go back and check my, my, my social media. I didn't know the events. I was in the same book as everybody else. To say I got a, a one-up on anybody, if anything... If anything, I think Thor gets one, one up on everybody else. and Because I, I, he's put videos out well, well in advance. You can check his social media. He was, doing, he was training Olympic barbell and press months before they announced the events. But he was training it. And the thick bastard was putting it up on his social media. So to say that people were getting the events before anybody else, yes, he's completely right. He was one of them
2: what do you think something that could help uh change this in strongman because i've i've talked to brian shaw and i've talked to other athletes and they've kind of pointed out that this this is a problem like it's um like at least my understanding my perspective is of like crossfit like they don't you know, they're, they're accused of doing the same thing. Like they're accused of having like yeah. buddies in the system and stuff. But as far as I know, I don't see any foul play there at all. It seems like they have it really locked up and, um, they're just trying to find the fittest person, you know, How, what can, you, what can strongmen do? Like do you think, uh, and, and would you be part of it? Like if they had a committee of maybe some retired athletes or something like that, would you, would you be part of that? Or would you guys just be, uh, ready to kill each other every week? Uh, if you were had a
3: me <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to be a part of that you know but i feel as though because of my position and because of what Ford stated i couldn't be a part of that because i'd be seen to be picking events for certain athletes so i can't have that over my head i will refuse to pick events for will strongest man if i'm ever asked um i do think that will strongest man could release the events a lot earlier but that's on them they can do whatever they want they're an organization if they if they say they're going to announce the events two weeks before will strongest man that's fine, because every athlete's in the same boat. So it doesn't, it doesn't make any advantage for anybody. I understand it's frustrating. I've been there myself. I'm, I'm there one month before Will's Strongest Man thinking, right, they have said we're doing a squat, but are they using a stiff bar or an axle? And I'm, I'm just pulling my hair out myself. But at least I've got the satisfaction of knowing that every other athlete's in the same boat. Well, We hope.
2: Do you have any idea how it used to be run? Like uh, the old strongman that you would see and you would see professional football players and you would see uh, professional wrestlers. You see like Ken Patera out there who was a, uh, an Olympic athlete as well as a, a, um, a WWF wrestler at the time. Like, are you aware of how that stuff was run? Because that always seemed like a lot of fun. Like it seemed like they just got a mixed mash of people that were super strong and then they just did like these kind of ra- random crazy events. That, which seemed very dangerous, by the way. But any yeah. idea how some of that was run?
3: Not at all. I mean, all I know is you know, back in the day, this this was all sort of brought to petition by a group of men that thought, you know what, Let, let's let's do a competition and find out who the world's strongest man is. Uh, one of them was Barry Frank, um, and then there's lots of people that have been a part of world's strongest man, Dougie Edmonds. Um, was one of the initial people that sort of helped, you know, formulate the World's Strongest Man. And in my opinion, yes, you're right, it was dangerous, but by God, was it entertaining. Mm. You know, watching people wrestle, bend bars, mm. rumour fridges, lift, um, pull boats up hills. Yeah. Like, I miss those World's Strongest Man days. I sure do. Those were, the, those were the real sort of raw entertainment. Nowadays, we're a bit more professional. You know, instead of having a boat that can sway left and right and make it harder for one or the other, you know we'll do a fair one lane one 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 arm over arm we'll use calibrated sort of equipment it's evolved you know it's and it's had to evolve you've gone to the days where yes it's still an entertainment sport you know to watch to watch who is the alpha who is the strongest man on the planet to me that is the most entertaining thing in the, in the world but to do events that are unfair or people risking getting injuries <laughs> I'm glad that those days have gone because I would have had to be a part of that and perhaps do a sumo wrestle with Brian Shaw (laughs) and get squished, you know? So (laughs) the sport's evolved, and I feel like it's still evolving. It is still evolving. It's going in the right direction. And people doing world records in the gym is taking the sport back 20 years.
2: I remember seeing uh, one of the world's strongest man competitions where the guy was pulling a trolley. And like these guys were really efficient at it, they got really good at it, and they started like basically running with the trolley. But then they couldn't stop the damn thing, oh, <laughs> so they got to yes. the finish line. They were completely exhausted, and they they would stop, and the trolley would roll them up. The trolley would like roll yeah. like roll over them. It was crazy. Yeah, it's like, they, they,
3: it's they, like what they are they doing? Up with the trams and buses, and all they got run over by their own buses and stuff. It was brilliant.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, Mark. I think Mark mentioned this yesterday when we were we were talking to Thor about it, and I, I am curious because. You're mentioning that world's strongest man. It is getting, it has gotten safer for the athletes. Um, but do you think they're like, have you had any thought on what could be done to make it even safer? Cause I was thinking when you said that they give the athletes two weeks notice before you guys right. know the movements, right? Uh, from a, I guess I haven't done strongman before, but I was thinking if I was an athlete, I would like more time to prepare for some of these extreme movements just so that my body can be somewhat uh, used to it. And so that there's less risk of me getting injured when I have to do it. Does that seem like it would be something that would keep you guys safer or is the element of surprise just something that is good to have?
3: It is. That's a very tough thing to answer. I think, I mean the element of surprise for the athletes is is not a nice thing. You know, being told you've got to, I mean, this last year's World Strongest Man, I think they gave the athletes two weeks notice and they are doing a, a 600 kilo yoke, yeah. which is ridiculous. And and I've been there and I've lifted 600 kilo yokes and I know in my heart that it takes six months to train to be able to do a 600 kilo yoke because you have to train it. You can't, you can't be plodding along doing 450, 500 kilo yokes turn up to a comp and be like, boom, that's 600. You've got to train for it. So, It has got that danger of element to it. Um, I will admit that. And yes, they could release the events a lot earlier. I think you'll find is Will's strongest man is always a rush. It's always right. Where are we going to do it? What kit can we get? What, what money have we got? And end of the day, it is, it's a TV show, you know, and they've always, they're always thinking what is the best for the TV show? They don't, necessarily, I wouldn't say they don't care about the athletes, but that's not their number one priority. Their number one priority is producing a TV show that creates tension and diversity and you know, competitiveness and I think, you know, I mean, it's so horrible when you see people get injured but it also creates that suspense I know that's a horrible thing to say but when you've seen one man snap his Achilles off doing this yoke and you, you you're anticipating watching the next man Yes, it's horrible to see, but, I mean, for the general public, like, it's hit and miss. I don't like seeing it. I do not like seeing it. But I can see why the World's Strongest Man probably don't learn from it because it creates, you know, we get these views and they get these, these amazing figures and they get sold to 90-plus countries. It's it's a tough decision, man. I mean, I right, to answer the question, I think – they should give two months notice for events for Will Strongest Man. That's how I feel. Will they do that? I hope they will. If I can have some say in that, I've 100%. That's what I will suggest. But it's a, it's a TV show at the end of the day. And you've got – the problem is you've got TV producers making these decisions, not professionals. Not, not, not What I mean by that is not professionals in Strongman. You've got TV producers making decisions, not Colin Bryce – not, not anybody else, not Magnus Van Magnussen, TV producers that have never lifted a weight in their life. That's the truth.
0: Yeah, one of the most annoying things, because like, we all love watching Strongman. It, it's, it's so amazing, the, the feats that you, know, you guys are able to do. Um, it's not live, and I, that's obviously a huge problem. Um, do you think the way the format is right now, do you think it can kind of stand on its own and be a live uh, broadcasted event?
3: Yeah, I think it can be. I think that's something Will Strongest Man is missing out on. I do feel as though they could do a live, a live stream of this. And then people would still watch it at TV at Christmas or whatever because you watch a live stream and you can see, you know, the, the, to be honest, I, for me personally, I wouldn't sit there for as long as Will Strongest Man goes on. And we all know this. It goes on for over a week. I wouldn't sit there for a week and Will, watch Will Strongest Man on the live stream. And that's me being a, a, a massive Strongman fan, obviously. I would much prefer to sit back, wait, and watch a nice, finished, polished production that's aired at Christmas on Channel 5 and watch it with the family in a Christmas dinner. That's what I'd prefer. Um, but for the hardcore fans wanting the live streams, you know what? Rogue do it for the Arnold's. People tune in, but... I, I'd, prefer, I'd prefer to see a more polished, polished sort of finished product that... Brings the sport up a peg We're in professionalism. That's what, I want, that's what I like to see.
2: Speaking of unfair advantages, you have a crazy unfair advantage. I heard you on Brian Rose's podcast talk about uh, Hercules gene. What's going on with yeah. that, man? That seems like you're cheating over there. What's going on with Hercules gene?
3: <laughs> so the Hercules gene is a real thing. It's a gene that's uh, it's called the MSTN gene. And basically, you produce more muscle mass, any other person okay so
2: where do we sign up for this how do we you know are you selling this or can we get your blood or something
3: (laughs) so i've got the stats on it so i I believe it's something like one in a hundred people have it so it's not that rare but it is to the point where out of those one in a hundred people how many of those one in a hundred people are going to get into strength sports um is probably you know very low because only five percent of people train in the first place. And how many percent of that five percent do strength sports? So it's a very very small margin. But what you find is people that do strength sports do a lot. I think it's one in five have the MSTN variant or some variant of it. So and that's because these guys are big, they're strong, and of course they're thinking, hey, I've got a bit of a talent here. I'll get into the strength sports. So the percentage of people doing strength sports is a lot higher of the people that have the MSTN gene. So. You'll probably look around, you'll see some athletes um, like myself that you'll look at and be like, how can they hold that much muscle mass so effortlessly? And that's the reason, you know, there's a lot of these gene variants. I believe people like Four has got it. I believe Brian Shaw has got it because there's no way you can hold this much muscle mass on a, on a normal skeletal frame unless you've got some sort of genetic advantage. And that, that's the truth.
2: What What is the biggest, uh, what is the most you ever weighed before?
3: At my peak, um, I think it was just shy uh, before Will Strongest two thousand seventeen. I was one hundred and ninety six kilos. so and my peak was four hundred and thirty three pounds.
2: Damn! Wow, that's massive, especially on especially with your uh, height. What are you six two or something? Right, six three. <laughs>
3: I'm six two and a half. I always say I'm 6'3". three. Well I I hate being that guy. It's like how tall are you? Well I'm six two and a half. And I sound like a dick. So six three. It's easier to say. What's
2: uh what's a lift that you are like even even from yourself, like um You know, I'm sure the eleven hundred pound thing was, you know, something that you played out in your head a lot, the five hundred kilo deadlift, and it was a culmination, it was a body of work. But there's probably some lifts in the gym that you've done before where you where even yourself you probably think, That was that was pretty badass. What do you think the like the strongest thing that
3: you ever did was? Oh um, I mean, there's been some ridiculous things. I would say, and this might not relate to a lot of people, but there was a hack squat in my gym where people could get, you know, even strong guys could only sort of hack squat two three plates a side. Um, and I ended up getting 700 kilos on this hack squat. And this is how I dislocated my hip. Um, and I would do that reps, like 10 reps at a time, and I'd get off and my whole back from the top of my neck right down to my calves would just be swollen and on fire. And my training partner was a strong guy. Couldn't even do half, and he was like, you know, near a, a sort of a. Well, he competed at Britain's Strongest Man, so he's by no means a, an amateur. And that, that to me, like stuff like that, it was just like you step back and you just look at the amount of weight, and you're like, Jesus Christ! And the same with the leg press. Really, I was leg pressing like 1100 kilos for sets of ten, and you step back, and you're like, what? and you can see the machine bending, you know, and you've got bars going through it, adding more weight. 1100
1: kilos. And that, wait. Wait, wait, 1,100 kilos? Yes. Holy
3: shit. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best I've ever done on a leg press is 1,100 kilos. And I tell you now, it nearly broke my bloody back. It's just like the the sheer weight coming down on on your hips and knees. And afterwards, you literally cannot walk for about three days. It is horrendous.
2: How does your body hold up under, you know, weights like that? Like, did you use a lot of recovery methods or was this just like, just like a long progression for it? I mean, how do you get 1100 kilos? Like, I'm just trying to think, you know, um, in some logical terms of like, you know, you lift and you're, you're trying for a 600 pound squat and then you do a 600-pound squat, and then you're like, I could probably do 625, and maybe a couple months later you do 625. <laughs> but, you know, these numbers are are crazy. How do you how do you think your ligaments and tendons hold up, or did they?
3: I, I think that, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, the standard nutrition and, and and whatever else, good sleep. But I think where I separated from the rest was my recovery. Every single day I would do an, an hour hot and cold treatment, so I'd do in a sauna and an ice bath for an hour, I would stretch every single day for an hour. I would do physiotherapy every single day for an hour. Um, shockwave treatment, chirotherapy. I had a, a, I had a chirochamber. chamber. I had a hyperbaric chamber. And for the, do you know what a hyperbaric chamber is? That was I think that's like the ultimate one. I did. I
2: don't. Yeah, hyperbaric chamber. Uh, it simulates uh, being like a high altitude. But can you explain maybe what that did for you?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, there's there's different. So there's the chambers that you sleep in that like deprive the oxygen. This is the opposite. So a hyperbaric chamber is where a chamber you climb into and you pressurize it to two atmospheric pressures. So pressurized it to 28 PSI. So envision the same pressures. It's like the same as being in... So imagine putting yourself inside a tractor tire and then blow it up to 30 PSI. Whilst you're inside that chamber, you breathe pure oxygen. So I had eight oxygen machines feeding into an oxygen pipe in there and what what the pressures do is force the oxygen into your little capillaries into the areas it wouldn't normally get to 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 explain it so people understand a hyperbolic chamber is used people that people have had a stroke and parts of the brain have died so what it'll do is the pressures will force the oxygen into those little parts of the brain and bring it back to life and so imagine if that's doing that for such a tiny, tiny, small muscle in the brain. Think about what it's doing to the big ones in your arms, your legs, and everything else. And I, I did that. The, the basic theory is for every hour you do in the hyperbaric chamber, is the same as having 12 hours recovery outside. Mm. So if I'm doing an hour in the hyperbaric chamber every single day, I was getting another three and a half days recovery on any other athlete, And I, I, I actually got this from Brian Shaw because Brian Shaw put it on his Instagram. I was like, I'll look into this. I went and bought one. I got one in my home. So, <laughs> and then you see people like Ford doing it. Um, it's definitely something that's worth trying. I, um,
2: I, I wonder, is that maybe in some weird way working a little bit like a sleep apnea machine?
3: No, not at all, because it's it's completely different pressures. Um, What sleep apnea machine machine is probably one of the best things you can do for recovery as well, because when you get big, I bet someone like yourself even probably maybe even suffers with it and you may or may not have one. But um, just getting like lack of oxygen when you're sleeping is a huge one. So, sleep apnea machine was probably one of the best things I did as well.
2: Can you explain what it feels like to do the hot and cold therapy? Like uh, you get done with a really hard training session and you just have all that weight of what you lifted for the day. is just It's just sitting in your body and it just, you know, yeah. you feel it and you're kind of wearing it. And when you're home and you go to get up off the couch, you're, you're getting up like a bear and making lots of noise. Rah, you know, and it takes you 10 minutes to walk to the kitchen. What is it? Yeah. What does it feel like after you've done the hot and cold therapy for an hour?
3: It feels amazing. Um, how, how I understand the hot and cold therapy is, is when you get into the hot, it, let's say you get into the cold, sorry, and it squeezes the muscles, it squeezes all that lactic acid out, all those bad, dirty blood nutrients that have been used up and are just sitting there dormant, you know, toxic, toxin, toxicating your system. It squeezes all that out. And then when you warm up in the sauna, it's putting fresh blood, fresh nutrients back into the muscle. So it's just helping shift everything. Puts it all into the liver and kidneys and dumps it all out. So whilst I'm doing the hot cold, I will probably drink three liters of, of mineral water, just smashing that in with electrolytes, and that's just flushing everything out. And then you get out after and you feel like a million bucks. It's, there's, no way, there's no way to describe that feeling. Of once you've done your workout, you do your hot cold. I'm going to go do it in a minute. Actually, after once I've done had my dinner and done here, um, the euphoria you get of, of a hot cold treatment is can't explain it. It's like it's almost like cocaine. And it,
2: and it, and <laughs> <laughs> i like you put that in there at the end her, uh, you know also uh what i've noticed about some hot and cold therapy is it almost erases the workout i mean not completely like it doesn't feel like it completely erased the workout but for for the moment when you're done you you feel brand new <laughs> you feel like you you feel like you didn't work out for like two days
3: yeah that, that's pretty much it. it and that's what you need you need to be able to you know, you train legs on a Monday and you've got your deadlift on Thursday. I've always said this is when you do a max, a maximal lift, like, you know, your super heavy squats and deadlifts, your body takes 10 days to recover. No matter what, it doesn't matter how young you are, whatever it takes 10 days to recover. It's down to you as an athlete to reduce that 10 days. And it could be as simple as having an hour's physiotherapy will take a day off. Doing the hot cold treatment will take a day off. Um, eating right, doing your hyperbaric chamber, that'll take another couple of days off. Before you know it, you're back down to that seven, seven day margin, which means you can then come in every week, every seven days and absolutely smash that body part. So that was my, that was my sort of theory and thinking behind it is get that 10 days down to seven days. And then every week you just keep coming back in and destroying yourself.
1: I'm curious right now because you're super strong still, like obviously, um, And with the amount of strength that you have, There are a lot of, uh, I I think I I saw you or I saw a video of you like just breaking a snatch, not a snatch world record, but there was this CrossFit event that ended up, you ended up breaking a world record or something like that. Are there any competition? (laughs) 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 So exactly. I feel like you have the capacity to do that with other stuff right now anyway. Is there anything that you kind of have your eye on? I kind of want to attempt and break that and that and that. Anything like that coming up?
3: Um. Not really, man. I mean, that CrossFit thing was, I was doing an appearance for a, for a CrossFit um, entity, you know, going down and meeting and greeting and everything. And the guy said, do you fancy having a go at some CrossFit? And I said, okay, what can I do? And he said, well, there's a, there's a world record called Grace or Isabel, one or the other. And you've got to do 61 kilo, touch the floor, lock it out above your head as fast as you can, 30 reps. And the quickest time, I think, uh, was 55 seconds. So I did one training session on it. I did one minute 15 and then turned up at this event, got psyched up and did it in 50.9 seconds. So I broke the world record by nearly five seconds, which is, I don't know how I did that, but it was fun. That's all I can say. It was fun. It was just like somebody just put a challenge to me and I did it. And that's the kind of thing I like doing. Um, There's an instance a few weeks, uh, a few months back, uh, Jim Nass said, I bet you can't do a backflip. So I'm like, right. I'm fucking coming up there now. Let's do a backflip. And I did that on YouTube. It's. I just enjoy these things. I like. I like setting the standard. Um, there are, of course, there are things I'd love to do. Um, I've got the ski edge 100 meter world record. There's the 100 meter row world record. I think which you guys did with Brian Shaw. Yeah. So you know, there's quite a few things that I just fancy having a dive at just for the, just for the shits and giggles. Really, no other motive. I'm just enjoying life. You know, I'm retired. I've got loads of businesses and, you know, everything's going great. And I just, I just enjoy myself and I don't take anything seriously. I just get on with things and people set a challenge for me. I say yes or no, there's something that I feel like I can do or have fun doing. I'll do it.
2: When we talked to you at the Arnold, it sounded like you have a bunch of things uh, that are about, about to uh, come to fruition. Um, are you able to talk about any of those things? I remember you had a lot of projects that you were super excited about, but you weren't able to really comment too much on them.
3: Yeah, still, still really that case. I think one of the biggest things is I've uh, signed and become business partners of Arnold Schwarzenegger and I'm bringing the Arnold Classic to the UK in 2021. Yeah, being well with what, that's awesome. Well with what's going on. Uh, but that that is you know one of the biggest projects that
2: they've got going on right now. Say, say that again. You, you, you're business partners with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fucking congratulations, that. dude. That is that is that is like the coolest thing I've ever heard. That's amazing. Yeah, fact,
3: honestly, that that's something like that, like winning the world's Strongest Man, doing the hard Ton, but to be business partners with a man that I literally at five years old sat there with my jaw on the floor <laughs> watching the Terminator to now being you know business partners with him is it's a life dream come true it really is you couldn't think of anything better really
2: awesome man hey thank you so much for your time i don't want to take up any more of your time today um are you uh do you you think thor is going to be able to actually hit this lift because you know he's excited about it and i know a lot of people are excited and they see the lift that he did on instagram but you know uh it's still many kilos away from uh the lift that you did
3: um it's a tough one you know it, it's really hard to gauge these things I always gauge what people are going to lift by how fast they pull things. I know people are saying well, football pull slow that that really honestly that doesn't wash with me. The only person that pulls slow and always sort of commits is big z I've never seen anyone perform like he ever did you know he could pull any weight at the same speed he pulled a hundred kilo um i'll perhaps I'll send you a few videos that you can perhaps put to this clip. Of comparisons, but um, there's a there's some mad fan of mine that keeps sending me clips, and he compared my 500 kilo deadlift with his 470, and he like he pulled it a split second faster than me, and I mean a split second. I'll send you the clip. And then there's another clip I thought was really interesting, was at Will Strongest Man 2017, and after 10 events in the final, I pulled. 472 and a half kilos. So it's two and a half kilos more than four on a stiff bar. So it was like, had no flex whatsoever and I pulled it as fast as four pulled that 470. So, I mean, if you compare the 500 and the 470, if everyone's saying he's going to pull the 500, then by that means if you compare the 500 and the 470, that means that I potentially could have done 530 and that's how I see it. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I could have done more. We all know I could have done. We all know that. Um, It's what I left on the table. You know, I could have come back and done 501, 502, 503. Kept fucking going. Who gives a shit? Nobody, I didn't even give a shit. I broke the 500 kilo deadlift and that's where I wanted to leave it. I didn't want to take it any further. And I set that record to be beaten. I believe four can beat this record. But do it in a fucking competition. Be a real man.
0: On May 2nd, will Eddie Hall be watching ESPN, uh, watching Thor attempt to break the record?
3: Um, nah, I'll catch up after. <laughs> I'll catch up after. But I'm not going to sit there and, and like watch this guy. You know, And everyone's like, thinks I'm dead wound up about this. I couldn't really give a fuck. I really couldn't. I'm not losing sleep about it. Mm. You know, I was the first one to deadlift half a ton. And I've always said this, I set that standard for that reason, for everyone else to chase. And it's took four years, let's be honest with ourselves, four years for someone to even be talking about it then again and be close. And I can take some satisfaction out of that. You know, I did that poll when I was 28. Imagine if I had a carried on with a strongman and kept going and going and going. I honestly, honestly, hand on heart, believe if I put my mind and soul to it and actually cared... I could have gone on and pulled 550 kilos. (laughs) So for a man to come and pull 501 and say he's going to pull 520, good for him. Mm. Good for him. Go get it done. But when he's done it in his home gym and with all his pals and everything else, with all his yes men around him, wanking him off, (sighs) why why don't you go to to a proper competition and get it done, get it done properly? You know what I mean? Just For me, for me, if there was any incline of a black cloud over my 500 kilo deadlift, I wouldn't do it. If somebody said, it's not right, You're not, you know, this isn't right, it doesn't feel right, and, and believe me, there are a big margin of people that think the same as me, I wouldn't do it. Why would you do a supposed world record that's got that black cloud over it? I And people saying I'm being sour and whatever else. Four was going to do this deadlift in Bahrain. I didn't have a single problem with that because it was in a competition not a single problem. I was willing, I was like, fucking great. Let's go, let's watch, let's see what the human body is capable of. Can, pull, can four pull 501 in a competition? But it's like I said, with the log press, you know, I did the 500 kilo in a competition. What could I have done in my own time, at my leisure, you know, with my lead up in my gym, joking apart, you know, going to, I mean, I know it was done in my home country, but I had to drive three hours in heavy traffic on a Friday afternoon to get to Leeds I have to go to a a hotel feed myself get up early do my physio travel to the venue I've got to start lifting when they say not when I say you know and yes you know what when you get to the heavy weights yes they relax and they say you know Ed when you ready come and pull the 500 but I've still got Colin and, and Darren saying to me Ed we've still got four events to go will you hurry the fuck up I've still got that going on in the background so to say you know to do it at your own leisure it just doesn't feel right it gives him a huge huge advantage plus all the kit and everything else and that's that's what I've said from day one it just doesn't feel right and if it doesn't feel right then it isn't right
2: what about some of these young powerlifting kids that are uh, nailing these 900 and 1,000-pound and uh, sumo deadlifts? Do you think any of these guys have a shot at uh, doing 1,100 and potentially even maybe more? I mean, these these guys aren't that heavy. Uh, you got guys like Kaler Wollum and uh, Jamal. I don't know his last name, but a, a couple of lifters like that, I mean, really just pushing the envelope. Do you think those guys uh, have a chance at, at hitting some of those bigger weights?
3: Yeah, 100%. I mean don't I mean don't talk to me about sumo. That's that's <laughs> cheating, man. We all know that. What uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <but>, um, <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, guys you guys aren't
2: a, you guys aren't allowed to do sumo, right?
3: No, no. It, it is I actually find sumo a lot harder, but for some people sort their body mechanics and whatever else, I think the smaller guys it does suit them a lot better. So, you know, it's all about the, the center of gravity and all that. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I believe there are people that are destined to pull more than 500 kilos. There's a guy from the UK, actually, Luke Richardson. Have you heard of him?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so he's, he's only 23, and he's pulling, like, 420-kilo deadlift. And, you know, I look back at where I was when I was that age, and he's, he's well ahead of me. So someone like him can come up, you know, given three, four years, someone like him could come and break the 500-kilo deadlift. And I'd love him too, I'd be supportive I, if he wants to get on the phone and talk about programming and techniques, 100% I will help the guy out but for a guy that respects me you know, if a guy doesn't respect me, then I'm not going to respect them exactly like, you know, the World's Strongest Fan 2017, if you don't respect that win, I'm not going to respect you or anything you'll ever do
2: I think you should live stream uh, you refing the, the lift that Thor does <laughs> and just, just be like
3: <laughs> it just be before he's even like left the floor, no left yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's got a red red light walking on stage yeah yeah hey, amen well, thanks I, um, i'm
3: cu- I'm curious on that um I, I I don't know the full ins and outs, but I believe big z's repping the reffing the competition over a video is that right as well
2: oh wow, oh yeah, i know, I don't know, I haven't heard that but, yeah, yeah. Just,
3: and again, it's just like what <laughs> you know someone repping the reffing the the, the lift from halfway around the world.
2: Yeah, talking about I mean, internet, with, internet judges, right?
3: <laughs> with, with a two-second delay, and it just—it just seems nuts to me. Um, but whatever, he's got—he's got, he's got Magnus, Magnuson there, who he obviously trusts 100%, and is not a corrupt referee, by his words.
2: Have a uh, have a great rest of your day. Is there anything you want to plug in signing off here?
3: No, just that four's a prick. I'll just leave it at that.
2: Hey, what is the you know, in, in, uh, in America, you know, twat doesn't quite translate over quite as well. So what is, what is, that, what is that word referring to? What? A twat? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just love when you say it. That's, that's the main thing.
3: Fucking twat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, Eddie, thanks again, man. We really appreciate your time.
1: Have a great rest of your yes, day. Exciting. Thank you.
3: No, thanks, guys. It's good to vent. Big love. Take care.
0: Take care. You too.
1: Man. Yo, again, I'll I'll say this again because on our last podcast with Eddie, the thing that he was saying was that not a lot of people believed he could do 500 kilos, right? Even when he did like really high weights leading up to 500 kilos, still not a lot of people thought that he'd actually do 500 kilos. The main reason people think that Oh, he's there! No, no, oh, no. oh, that, that was live. that's
0: a live stream. Sorry.
1: The main reason people think that he can, that Thor can do this, is because Eddie did it. So people cannot forget that. You know, it's because of Eddie that yeah, Eddie he, of this is 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 possible.
0: Yeah, you said it on the previous podcast. He yeah. paved the way, so yeah. it doesn't matter what you think. Who was stronger? Who yeah. was not? He's still. You know, he was the first one, and he paved the way. He made it possible. Yeah. The impossible is now possible. I wanna see these guys go at it. Oh my god, <laughs> shots fired. You know, like a <laughs> box. Shit. A boxing match or something, you know, we gotta <laughs> I'd imagine Yo. Thor's got the reach. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be punching down.
1: Honestly, though, like, you know how these YouTubers have been like KSI and Logan Paul, they did th- those, bo- and those generated more revenue and more views than actual pro boxing matches. Imagine if in a few years there was a Thor or an Eddie Hall versus Thor boxing match. I'm just saying that would be one of the biggest boxing if, events If Butterbean
0: is still alive, he would definitely be like one of the judges. It'd be, uh, <laughs> or, or if they did this, the old school
2: uh, sumo wrestling match that they used to do. <laughs> that was amazing. And yeah, Why don't they still don't do remember. that? It. Yeah, they would they would have the uh strongman athletes, you know, wear the diaper and everything oh that that the sumo wrestlers would wear and uh uh like Bill Kazmaier and stuff, he would just kill people on it. We're being freaking deprived. And he Eddie Hall in the diaper. <laughs> <I know. laughs> they need to do that with CrossFit, I think, at some point. Have everybody oh, do no. it get into a sumo sumo wrestling match. Yeah. But man, yeah, he seems uh he seems fired up about it.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I mean can you blame him for being so damn passionate about it? He, like, on the uh, previous podcast that we had him on, he knew like as a young kid, like that's what I'm going to do, and he devoted his entire life. And then the huge yeah. build up to 500, and then to see it happen this way, I I I can definitely uh, understand where he's coming from.
2: Yeah, after talking to him, it make it makes a lot more sense, right? Yes, like yes. I think before I was like uh, when I when I saw his post, I was kind of like oh, That sucks. He's got this feud with Thor, but separately, he just thinks this is crap, mm-hmm. and that's his opinion, and he's entitled to that. And uh,
0: there's a lot of
2: other people that agree
0: with him. Yeah, it, it definitely it does suck. I don't like that they're going back and forth. Yeah, right. I, I understand it brings a lot of eyes to the sport, especially right now. But man, both those dudes are freaking cool. Like this, it, it does suck. Hopefully, like they'll have like a Nas and Jay Z reunion at the end of all this, and be like. All right, let's go have. I a don't know if there's any coming back from the word twat. No, I really don't.
1: Think <laughs> 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 Yo, but I'm curious about both of your opinions on this. Just, just like you know, I, I personally think that um, Thor should do it, and if he does get it. I do think that, I mean, it's going to get a lot of eyes, but it I, I think it should be unofficial because it's like everybody else who's tried to break these records had to do it in competition. Mm-hmm. I think that is a very valid point. And it'll still be like, if he does get it, okay, he did 501, but it should be unofficial. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that he should maybe even, um, he should just make, like, I think it would, um, I think it would just, it would just, take all that negativity away, Yeah, you know, and and he doesn't really have uh, necessarily, it's, it's, it's not like he completely like made it up, but he probably did ask for it to happen and then it happened. And I think, you know, in Eddie's case, he asked for something like that to happen and he wouldn't let it happen. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, uh, you know, why was it okay for Eddie to even think that way? if he's got a problem with this now too right like he he was thinking like oh let's just set something up Mm -hmm. and then maybe because he couldn't do it is like his biggest gripe but but i think that there there's got to be standards there's got to be rules you can't just haphazardly um you know be breaking records i understand that they're going to weigh the weights i i get it um but who else in strongman? it's it's an abuse of power right you know that that's what it is um this uh the me too movement and and things like that are just it's it's abusing power there's there's some women that uh you know in some of the cases with like Matt Lauer or something like that people are like oh it's consensual but he still abused his power mm-hmm. and there was other, there was many people that it wasn't consensual and that they just weren't they just weren't not in a good position they just weren't in a good spot and I think I know that that that's not the same not the same thing but you can see how it uh, correlates where you're just, you're taking your power and you're, you're, you're just utilizing it to your advantage and you're not really concerned about what else, like what are the implications? Like what else, what does it do to everybody else? And in this case, um, I, in this case i think it's relatively positive um there's no one no one being like physically harmed there's no one being like uh hurt in any way and it's just probably drawing more attention to to strongman but where does it leave strongman and i liked what he said about like he's like uh opening up pandora's box and then he's like fucking splitting and uh i i understand yeah because w- where does that leave the rest of us where does that leave strong man where does that leave olympic lifting where does that leave powerlifting? olympic lifting I can't, I can't see how it could happen in olympic lifting but it could certainly happen in power lifting olympic lifting is well run and they just they wouldn't tolerate that shit
0: yeah I, I hope that's definitely not the case where he dips out after this but i think he, I don't think it's too far-fetched to, to see him break the record and then also be like, I don't really care about the record. I will do this in the future once this whole coronavirus thing is over and done with. Because yesterday, he just kept talking about, like, I don't care about personal records. I care about championships. I'm doing this for myself. I don't care about anyone else's opinions or anything. I'm doing this for me. So I think if he, you know, once he breaks it, the interview and whatever, he can say something along those lines and then also like I'm not done, like I'm going to do this at a uh, like sanction event, whatever, you know, he wants to uh, however he wants to phrase it. And I think that will at least, you know, he can be like this is what you got right now for this time. But don't don't worry. I'm coming back and I'm going to break my own record. At a competition, you know, and I think that might be received a little bit better, kind of like uh, just smoothing it out a little bit, not necessarily making it perfect, mm-hmm. but I think that could help. Yeah, for
1: sure. And, and definitely what Eddie said, it's like, uh, what do you think about Thor potentially breaking this? You know, he mentioned the rogue bar, rogue plates, the bar doesn't have as other bar has more whip, etc. Right. It even having that thought in your head, right? There is a black cloud now, right? And I don't think that, especially looking into the future, let's say that potentially, let's say he does break it, let's say that it is an official world record. Now it makes me think, okay, so what if there's another strong man that starts to come up that has really good sponsors, let's say they're not rogue and they give him his equipment, they make him a special bar, but no one knows it's just a little bit special for him. It's very possible if this ends up being able to be something that people can do. It does really open up a lot of can of worms for the future, and I can I can definitely understand why now it's not the best idea to
2: be (laughs) official. By the way, speaking of unofficial world records, eleven thousand kilos is twenty four thousand two hundred and fifty pounds. Jesus Christ! He leg pressed that. What the hell? What does that even look like? He did, is and it, he did seven hundred kilos. Yeah, I don't, yeah. How long does that take
0: to load? How many plates is that? Is there? I mean, is there even enough plates on the planet to do like holy shit? Yeah, did <laughs> how he do have, you
2: have that much weight? Yeah, God. did he do it like at? Ivanko
1: headquarters or something where they're cranking out where they're cranking out plates. He had to get plates from the assembly line. You know one thing I was laughing what at a to be perfectly honest anybody who's in the live chat right now uh, will know what the hyperbolic time chamber was. Either of you guys know what the hyperbolic time oh, chamber yeah, is? Yeah his uh, hyperbaric chamber yeah. Well hyperbaric there's the hyperbaric chamber oh. and then there's the hyperbolic time chamber from Dragon Ball Z. So ah. It has a very similar effect. Goku and Gohan would go in and then after about a day they would come back but they've gained the strength of a year and it's so funny because the hyperbaric timetable allows you to recover faster and improve faster sorry just the the DBZ well, fan in me came out probably
0: got it from that you know probably
1: it was just like I was just like oh my god this is so perfect <laughs>
0: I gotta watch that thing if I call <laughs> it, it a cartoon so I would get like slayed right like yeah seems, fuck okay. you it's I'm not just a cartoon saying, it's, that's it's, life it's, <laughs> if it's drawn with colors I just think it's a, I'm an American <laughs> don't they like they like take steroids in that show right no uh they get beams. all jacked well, do beams. defensive <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does he take it's, okay so he takes a senzu bean and his senzu bean allows him after a rough battle to just recover a quickly get stronger are they a scheduled three drug <laughs> for for no reason
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh my gosh. god
1: man dragon ball z yeah i was a
0: little taken back at how many shots he was taking at thor I was like, oh shit. He has
1: no chill.
2: No, no, that's amazing. Oh, I think he's fuck. super frustrated with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was like uh, a therapy session a little bit. In, in the beginning, I think when he first started talking it, it seemed uh it seemed kind of petty, but then I understood as he talked further um cuz he kept kind of referencing these different these different kind of like um in strongman type situations that happen. And I'm just, you know, kind of thinking, well, that's, you know, that's this situation or that situation. And it's just the, it's a sport, right? It's strongman has it it, strongman and, and powerlifting. They're just not, they're not great. They're not well run. They're, they're just not, they're, they're fun. And I'm a huge fan. And I'm not saying that I could run any of it better than anybody else, but they're just very poorly run. They're not organized. There's not really like, you know, um, they they call stuff an organization for a reason. Like there's the NFL, right? And it's, it's an organization and it's organized in a fashion that you pretty much know the rules, you know, in general, you know, you know, most of the rules, you, the players know how they're supposed to act. They have a player's association. Um, they have retired athletes that get to vote on different things, um, if the athletes have a real problem with the way they're treated, they can they can communicate that. Um, I, in these other sports, I don't really see there's there's not enough of that. The only thing that we have in powerlifting that's at least organized in any fashion is like the IPF, USAPL, and everybody gets all pissed about that because it's it's like more strict, but it's more. It's um and and you you know you're still gonna have corruption and you're still gonna have uh, people's bias and that all those things are always gonna be a factor, but shit, man, at least they're trying. At least they ha- at least they you know they a lot of times when you go to the main competitions and stuff, you'll see the referees in in suits and ties and st- I mean that's an organization that's like, Oh shit. Why is the guy got to be, you know, dressed up? Well, cause he's an official. He, he looks official, right? Like that's the, that's the judge. That's the guy who's going to be, uh, you know, watching your lift. He takes his time to put his, uh, his clothes on. so he looks proper. And he, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole
0: setup, right? Yeah. The fact that there's like no, like governing body, right? There's no, uh, lifters association, right? Which I think, I think all sports, if they want to be legit, they should implement something like that. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, Brian Shaw would be the perfect one for strongman." It's like, "Well, hell yeah, he would be," but like, there's nobody that's out there right now that's going to take that first step. You know, like Dana White says, "Like, yeah, you guys can have a fighters association. I'm, I would never stop that. Do it. I'm not going to do it for you." Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Nobody wants to, you know, bite the hands that hand that feeds. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it puts people in a weird position. But I I, I think. Yeah, there needs to be like a, uh, almost like a union type of thing. Cause. Yeah, letting TV producers decide the events is comical.
2: And I think with the NFL, I think sometimes some of these big organizations they they have had to have a uh, players' association. Um, they've been sued too many times, and then even just having like the government nipping at your heels um, for every little thing that you do because you make so much you make so much money, you know, hitting you with taxes and. Um, a lot of players have sued the NFL for concussions and for injuries and for all, all kinds of, di- all kinds of different things. And so after a while, it's like, Oh, you know what? It makes sense for us to like actually, uh, be more organized. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to deal with all this like bullshit. There's, there's a way for it to be dealt with. Right. And, and that's, that's what some of these other sports probably need, especially strongman. Strongman. I, I've just, I've heard too many times from too many people that, um, even the world's strongest man that different people are hearing about events. Like that's all getting leaked uh, somehow. And yeah. Why isn't it just the day that they decide it, why don't they just put it out? And that way it does. They don't have to worry about anything leaking out anywhere. You just, it's, it's there.
0: Yeah. And and it, it just leads to people like, Hmm. Okay. Maybe Eddie got the events before me because he won. You know, it's like he didn't. But it leaves that door open to be like, okay, well, so and so was training, like he was saying, Thor was training this before, <laughs> putting it on his Instagram. Yeah. Maybe he, you know, he knew, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, fuck, dude, like, I, I, whether they did or they didn't, I don't know. But you can stop all that by saying, hey, guys, this is what we're doing two months in advance, like Eddie said. Mm-hmm. Go kick! It. I mean, if they want an amazing show and
1: high performing athletes
0: why wouldn't they give the athletes enough like adequate time to train for it to be like holy fuck like that guy lifted how much like what the, what is like just inhumane strength you know what i mean in a sick twisted way bro i think superhuman like, not inhumane
1: yeah yeah in a sick <laughs> twisted way though like when he mentioned the tv producers thing You know, he mentioned the suspense aspect. I really think that in some random way, some things are set up for like, ooh, there's going to be a little bit of it's going to be a little bit of blood here. There's going to be a little bit of injury. Like that just fucking sucks because as an athlete, like the last thing you want to see is another athlete get hurt. yeah, Yeah, I feel like sometimes when people watch these things and they see that, yeah, it is a little exciting, I guess, for some viewers. But it's just that I. Uh, that's like seeing somebody's career potentially end. Yeah. That's rough.
0: It's just like, you know, like um, that bare knuckle boxing, you know, they're not doing it. Be Well, I mean, they might be doing it because they want to see like a good fight. But really, why are people watching? Because they want to see blood, you know, and it gets ratings, mm-hmm. which fucking sucks. If you're going to implement something, that same uh, ideology in strongman. Yeah.
2: Yeah, a strong man, and, you know, people being made aware of the events is a huge, huge thing. Because, like he said, what was it, uh, an 800 kilo or 600 kilo? kilo yep. Oh, my God. Like,. If you had, if you knew about that, and you could even just train a little bit for it, it would make, it would make such a, uh, it would make such a huge difference. I, I do like the element of surprise, but then just have it be a surprise for everybody. Like, yeah. you know, nobody knows what's coming, and but then again, you'd also, you'd have to make the stuff lighter. And I know that it's a strong man, and so no one wants to really make it lighter. But I think if you made the weights lighter, then you can have the athletes be healthier. They don't have to be. I mean, these guys are really at risk. You know, I, I worry that they're 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 risking they're risking their lives. I mean, they're doing it themselves. You know, they're they're they're, they're not forced to do it by any means, but. It's just they they get addicted to it, and they want they want to just be bigger. They want to be stronger, so they don't care. They're gonna be like, all right, I gotta weigh four fifty. You know, I'm, like, I'm gonna weigh four
1: fifty. He said he weighed four thirty. Yeah. That's crazy. Six, two and a half, four thirty. 430. And, and what, Thor's what, maybe six, seven, 450 something? I think he's six, nine. Six, nine? That means Eddie, yeah. like just by height, was just holding more muscle <laughs> in was, a tighter frame. He way rounder. <laughs> yeah, he's a
2: fucking huge guy. I mean, I mean he's absolutely. Uh, Massive. Some of those weights that he throws around the gym are crazy. Uh, You know, uh, everything he does is heavy too. I don't know how much training you guys seen him do, but it's not like it's not like oh, there's like this Instagram clip of him doing this lift. But everything's crazy Um, when you know, just even seeing him like squat. Like a lot of strongman guys squat. But oftentimes, you see him squat, and they squat four plates, five plates, and, and they're definitely capable of doing more, and they, they move those weights, you know, just kind of like in a reasonable way, but not him, not Cedruna Savickas, not some of these f- real freaks. Cedruna Savickas, I mean, routinely is squatting six plates for like 10 reps, smooth, clean, crisp, kind of like a bodybuilder slash Olympic lifter, mm-hmm. uh, but but not like an Olympic lifter because he's not doing explosively. He's not like trying to smash the weight. He's just like lifting it, and you're like this is uh this is fucking crazy we definitely need to have him on the show we've heard so many people uh
1: uh talking you know talking about how he's the uh the goat
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah no, i've great. seen
1: him like those those videos where i've seen him squat it's crazy how he moves with such a big body if anybody if it reminds me of anyone it's like martin leachis it like it reminds me of how he squats and how mm-hmm. he moves and yeah. it's just it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's some crazy
2: we'll, shit.
0: We'll get him and then Ed Cohn. Just have a couple of goats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of the strong-
2: some of the strongest people ever, right? Yeah. Anyway, that was another uh, fun podcast. Uh, we had, um, we had the mountain on yesterday and then we got to hear, uh, Eddie Hall's kind of rebuttal and then hopefully we can um you know I'm sure there'll be more shit that swirls up you know uh, after this happens if uh if it is indeed being like judged via the internet and stuff like that.
0: Oh my god. I hope that's not the case. Yeah, that seemed that sounded weird. Yeah. I mean camera angles there's so many variables could happen with that sort of thing. Yeah, no, that 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 shouldn't That can't happen. <laughs> Somehow they got to get out. Like they have to have judges there. That wouldn't make any sense.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you have to have somebody. Well, like, Magnus is going to be there. Yeah,
2: you have to have someone physically there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You know, you guys uh, that are listening to this, let us know how you feel. You know, we're going to put up a bunch of posts about it. We'll we'll put some stuff up on our uh, on our Power Project uh, Instagram and stuff like that. So let us know. Let us know your thoughts on it. We you know we're we're kind of like fifty fifty. Like we think it's awesome, but I think I think we all agree that we really don't necessarily. Uh, Think it should be a world record. I think that's probably where we sit.
1: Yeah, it, it just it,
2: and ultimately, who cares? Because it, it's the perception, right? People are going to just know that it's the world record, and they don't they don't really care that there's like a plaque or a fucking thing etched in stone somewhere. Yeah, who might get a printed out certificate of accomplishment or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was interesting that uh, Eddie Hall felt like Thor needed to one up him. That was really interesting
1: and the thing about retiring afterwards though too it's like i like i don't he said he was gonna do 520 and 530 like yeah, yeah. he didn't seem
2: he didn't seem like he had any he didn't seem like he had any plans to retire but yeah but, but maybe, maybe he knows maybe he knows something we don't know
0: maybe we'll see yeah. maybe the people that put out the events told him <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that, that he was retire. gonna retire yeah because they seem to know everything beforehand oh, no. that's they We figured out who Who they they are. They is. (laughs) They is. who they be (laughs) our conspiracy
2: theories continue
0: yeah all right andrew take us on out of here buddy thank you everybody for checking out another live stream like i said on the previous one we do stuff like this all the damn time normally we're in a studio in west sacramento today we are in bodega bay california uh we like i said we have the top guests that you guys can ever imagine in in all walks of life all fields so if you guys are catching us live for the first time please hit that subscribe button hit that bell notification because like i said we do this all the damn time we will be posting out a ton of content from yesterday's episode, today's episode, uh, whatever we can find, all at uh, Mark Bell's Power Project. That's on Instagram, at Mark Bell's Power Project, at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. Uh, thank you, everybody, that's been uh, rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. It helps us out a ton. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, we're even on Twitch. Although it's not too active, but we're all over the damn place. You guys can't really avoid us at this point. Uh, my Instagram is at I am Andrew Z. If I was in Sima e. Yang, where would I be? And Sima EYang
1: on Instagram and YouTube, and Sima Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter. Mark,
2: we got in some really good training yesterday. Uh, thanks to my boy and SEMA over here for writing up a, a workout for us. We uh, we hit the stairs in the morning. We did twenty sets of that. Um, and then, uh, we did a bunch of push-ups in between and then we went on a big ass walk after that. I think we walked for a good four miles or so yeah. hitting up the hills here in Bodega Bay. And, um, a few hours later we ended up, uh, with a really good workout, uh, in the garage. We did, uh, burpees and. Jump rope and lateral raises, and uh, what was the uh, thrusters and med ball slams? There you go, thrusters and med ball smashers. (laughs) I love that. I love that Eddie Hall used the word squished. (laughs) He said that if he if if he was to fight Brian Shaw in a sumo wrestling match, that he he would get squished. It just gave me a really cool visual of like you know the cartoon when the when the bigger guy pounds the little guy on the head and turns him into like a little pancake or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we had an amazing uh, workout, um, shaking off the cobwebs from that one, and uh, we'll get in another workout hopefully before you guys uh, head on back to Sacramento. Yeah. I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch you all later. Bye.